0: 9-3-WBT, hour number two underway. Pete Callender here, 704-570-1110 1-800-WBT-1110 Email is pete at thepetecallendershow.com and uh, the Twitter handle is at Pete Callender So, uh, let's see here, uh, did you hear that uh, Trump and uh, Kanye, or Ye, 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 what's he called, Ye, Ye, Kanye uh, and, uh, Nick Fuentes and Milo Yiannopoulos—they—they uh, they all walked into a restaurant. They blame the Jews. It's the Jews. That's uh, no. I'm kidding. I am not aware of Trump blaming any Jewish people. Okay, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. Yesterday I tried it out with a different punchline. I'm still I'm still working on the material. Look, I don't I don't do stand up, so I have to work out this material. You know, I get one or two shots at it, and then that's it. And then the moment is gone. It's not like I'm. It's not like I'm touring town to town and, you know, honing the joke and cutting out extraneous words. God knows I don't do that. So, you know, it's not like I'm I'm distilling down the essence of the joke like a true comedic professional. I am anything but, as you know. So, all right, let's get into this. So I, I have not really been following the—OK, okay, first off, I didn't even know who this guy Nick Fuentes is, all right? I barely—OK, okay. I had heard his name before but then I guess he got deplatformed and I don't hang out in these cesspools online and so I I don't I didn't know who he was. I still don't even know who he was. He seems very sad to me. Um then there was this uh, uh this other guy Milo Milo Yapilblus whatever I think is how he pronounces that. Um and Milo you will recall Milo got canceled a good uh a good bit of time ago, he ended up getting into the church merch business, selling church merch. It was like a, it's like a home shopping network, but with like religious artifacts or something. Again, I didn't. He he was an interesting uh, kind of figure when he first kind of popped on the scene. He was this, uh, you know, uh, uh, gay, flamboyantly so, conservative, provocateur. Uh, he was. He was with Ben Shapiro in that crowd. And then they had a falling out, I believe, and Milo attacked him. And then Milo, it turned out, like, I think he showed up wearing, like, some Nazi uniform. Like an actual swastika Nazi uniform kind of a thing. Maybe it was a Halloween party. I don't know. Although, I guess if you're the prince, you get to marry a famous actress after you do something like that. But Milo's no prince. So... Uh, he got canceled and then he was sort of you know kicked out of all of the conservative circles and all that. And he got in with the alt-right, uh, uh, you will not replace us. And I guess that's who Nick Fuentes is too. He's part of the Tiki Torch Boy Club, whatever. I don't know. Again, I don't follow this stuff. And I follow like a lot of stuff. But I don't know all of the ins and outs of who all of these people are. Because I don't care. Because they their impact on real world, real life events is minimal despite you know media running around telling us ah be careful this is the you know the tiki torch boys club is out to kill you all you know, them wanting to make it this bigger thing than it is i don't so i do, i don't see it as that large it is easily ignored easily ignored as irrelevant because it is okay so i don't know who these guys were but i know kanye west I, mean, I don't know him, but you know, I I, I knew him from uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians when he got on that show. I don't know any of his music. I don't know anything about the guy. He married Kim Kardashian, so I saw him a couple times on one of those episodes, and uh, and that was it. That was before Bruce Jenner had the the transition to Caitlyn Jenner as well. So uh, whatever. So I don't know a lot about all of these people, but I I do know. Tim Pool, because I've I follow Tim Pool. I've watched several of his interviews. I've read up about him. I've read interviews about him. And Tim Pool hosted he hosts a podcast called the Tim cast, which I was trying to, by the way, like I tried to do the Pete cast. Somebody bought the name. And so I can't do it, which I thought would be just a great name. But I couldn't I did not jump on it early enough. Anyway. When Kanye shows up for dinner at Mar-a-Lago to dine with Donald Trump. He brings along with him Nick Fuentes, who is anti-Semite, white nationalist, groiper kind of guy, which has something to do, I think, with the frog meme, the Pepe the Frog guy, I think. I don't know. Doesn't matter. I I can't... I was actually talking with, uh, and I heard Brett Winterbull talking about this yesterday when I was driving home. And... We were discussing this as we as I passed by him in the studio on my way out, and he's on his way in, and we're like, we don't know. Is this like, it's like one of the Russian nest? All right, oh okay, not not potent puppet thing. I did not mean to bring Russia into this. This is not, but it's like one of those nesting dolls. Is it a like? Is it a troll within a troll within a troll? Like, is he is he like Andy Kaufman esque kind of trolling? Because it's obvious that this guy is a grifter. Fuentes, he's a he's a grifter. He's a white nationalist with the last name Fuentes. Is that is that a troll? Right? I don't know. But he's obviously in it for the grift, as is Milo. We've known that about Milo for a very long time. And it seems like, it seems like, these two grifters have now attached themselves to Kanye West. Like the parasites they are, they are attempting to... Use him to gain fame and influence. And, in fact, I saw somebody pointed out, (laughs) this is so wrong, but it's so true, Will Chamberlain, uh, he's a lawyer, senior counsel at the Internet Accountability Project, the Article Three Project, unsilenced.org. And Will Chamberlain says that the funny thing here is that Fuentes has been begging and begging to get on the TimCast for years. He finally gets on the show. By making national news, by by going with Kanye to that dinner with Trump, Fuentes gets a pseudo-event, right? Here you go. National news. Everybody's talking about this this anti-Semitic white nationalist guy, Fuentes, who went with Kanye. They start the podcast. It's a YouTube live stream, so they start the, the program. He gets to say one sentence... And then he has to leave because his new patron is a baby. <laughs> Kanye was a, Kanye stormed out. Kanye lasted, I think, like 21 minutes or something. I've seen people suggest that maybe that's what the Kanye 24 thing was all about. He lasted 24 minutes with Tim Pool on a two-hour podcast. Walked out 20 minutes in because Tim Pool asked him to elaborate So Kanye agrees to do this interview, knowing about all of the stuff that's in the news and the charges of anti-Semitism and all this, and why would you bring Nick Fuentes there and all this? He knows this is going to be discussed, and when it starts to be discussed, he then storms out. All right, so first off, for some background, he has asked, how did all three of you guys hook up,
1: Milo, Fuentes, and Kanye? He was rolling with me. I was impressed with Nick, and I was like... Oh, sorry. Hang on a second. I Here. was talking to Trump for about a month. We had scheduled the dinner in October, and then he announced for president. He he pushed the dinner back to November. Um, and I've been pulling together a campaign, and after I put up the, the DEF CON tweet, uh, a bunch of people that have been canceled like alex jones i started getting in contact with other people that were now on the you know the inside of the matrix and uh alex jones pr- producer said that milo wanted to contact me and here we are so that's how you guys got in contact mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh yeah originally and um and then uh i suggested uh um this is My- we bring in uh, nicholas as uh, as a Enormous extra brain firepower that he is. Um, <coughs> most extraordinarily brilliant uh, political commentator of his generation. Um, and he's uh, been treated just about as badly as anybody. So I thought he deserved to be in the room, too. And, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how we got together.
0: All right. So the nexus point for these three was Alex Jones, which, yeah, that should really tell you everything you need to know. By the way, the, uh, the, the mention there, CON 3... That's what he calls it. That's what Kanye called it, Death Con 3. He said uh, he had made some tweet saying something about Death Con 3 on Jewish people, which uh, first and foremost, um, hey, idiot, it's not Death Con. It's Def, D-E-F, Def Con, you moron. All right. Also, one is the worst, five is the best. Three is nothing. Three's the middle. Three's like why 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 are you even moving to some made up death con? It's not even death. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. Okay. So Alex Jones is the guy who puts them all in touch. And uh how did the dinner with Trump happen? This is what I was interested to find out.
1: He was rolling with me. I was impressed with Nick, and I was like, just come to the dinner. And we sat there and it was like when Trump came in, we were I said, do you want to sit alone? He's like, no, bring your friends in. So a big thing is like Trump had no idea who Nick Fuentes was. Okay.
0: So there you hear it from Yee-Yay himself that Trump did not know who this guy was. I believe it. <laughs> I totally believe it. I've heard people say, you, don't, you know, you got people that are supposed to check through, you check the backgrounds, all this stuff, you know, and I get that. And I agree. But I I find it way more believable that Donald Trump doesn't do that because Donald Trump doesn't do any of this stuff. (laughs) So why would why would this be any different? Yes, of course, the normal protocol would be, hey, we just announced for president. I got to make sure I don't get my picture taken with any kind of, you know, anti-Semites or white nationalists or people who want to get close to me and tank my career. So let's not do that. So that would be the normal thing. So, of course, Donald Trump does not do that. That makes perfect sense. So he's saying, so Kanye says, Trump did not know anything about it. And then he goes on the rant about the the Jews. We'll pick it up there. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. Greg Price is a senior digital strategist at X-Strategies, a political consulting firm. And he pointed out that Milo Yenapiapoulos was reportedly more than $2 million in debt. This was the guy who brought Nick Fuentes into the orbit of Kanye West. So Milo is $2 million in debt. He also vowed on, what is this? Parler, I think, he vowed vengeance against President Trump and called for burning the party to the ground when he got canceled. And no one came to his defense. He said, I lost everything helping to put Trump in office. My life and career were completely destroyed. Was it worth it? No, I feel utterly betrayed. I will have vengeance. Burn the GOP to the bleeping ground. So this is the guy that coordinates the meetup with Kanye and Nick Fuentes and then organizes the meetup with Trump and apparently was also there at the dinner. So maybe something else is going on there. I think and I know this because I was a avid watcher of the uh, The Apprentice, the celebrity apprentice, particularly Donald Trump has a soft spot for people with troubles, particularly alcohol, but also, you know, a, a tough lot in life. The, the The prime example of this is Dennis Rodman. Over the course of the uh, the season that Rodman was on there, and I think he came back, and, and, and then he became, when, when Trump became president, and, you know, Rodman went over to North Korea. I mean, people mocked all of that. But if you ever watched any of the episodes between where Trump was with Rodman or he was talking about Rodman to other contestants, you could tell he had a genuine affection for Dennis Rodman and felt sad and bad for the troubles that Rodman was going through with addiction and uh, sort of the, you know, the bad boy lifestyle and, and and his own, you know, mental health issues. And I think that Trump has a similar fondness or connection with Kanye West on some of this stuff. I do. I do. All right, who is this? John. Hello, John. Welcome to the show. What's up?
2: Uh, Your observation about whether or not Trump knew who he was having dinner with, you've got a current presidential candidate and a former U.S. president with full-time Secret Service protection. Mm Mm-hmm. Assume Donald Trump, that the person that was coming to dinner, was someone who had, atten- who had conspired to murder Donald Trump while Donald Trump was in office. And he's on the, the Secret Service list of people to ensure that he gets nowhere near. Right. Do you think... Rest, rest, rest assured that the Secret Service would have stepped in and ensured that that dinner take, didn't take place. I don't think that you can simply appear at dinner and the Secret Service says, oh, please sit down. They knew who he was.
0: So and you're Donald saying the Trump Secret News Service Trump. knew who he was, but did not consider him to be a threat?
2: No, he was not a threat. He was a true friend. The Secret Service How, wait, him, Nick Fuentes, knew Donald Trump was who he was, and Donald Trump said, "Yes, I want to meet with this guy." It He's, was not as if you can just show up at dinner, sit down with Donald Trump, and have a conversation. There's going to be Secret
0: Service screening. That I understand. Time all right, you've already case. said, John, you've already said that. So you you are basing all of this though on this idea that. Trump knew who Nick Fuentes is correct okay even though Kanye West said that when he showed up with Fuentes Trump said no yeah come on in it's fine so that 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 he did but so you're saying Kanye is lying about that uh, yes I do okay and you had, what was the, and what's the evidence to support what's the evidence to support that is just simply that you don't believe the Secret Service would allow that to have occurred
2: That's absolutely positively true. I understand that.
0: Hang on, John. John, I I understand that. You keep saying the same thing. I understand the premise of your argument. However, the fact that Nick Fuentes was there, the Secret Service may have recognized him as a potential threat and dismissed that. But politically, they're not making a call about that. They're they're not making a call about that. But the Secret Service is not going to protect Donald Trump's political interests. They're not there to protect his political interests.
2: No, I'm just the, the point. The, the point you have made is that Donald Trump did not know who he was meeting with.
0: That's what Donald Kanye Trump
2: knew. Donald Trump knew who he was meeting with because the Secret Service would have ensured that Donald Trump knew who he
0: was meeting with. And when they said we don't, we did a background check on these guys. They don't. They're not a threat. Or do you think that they would then say, Okay, this is a white nationalist, anti Semite guy, groiper guy, he's a YouTuber, whatever, like you think they would go that deep on that?
2: They would tell it who he is, and once you figure out who the guy is, one Google click will tell you what he is.
0: Right. Who who would do that Google click? The Trump? Secret Service. Right. So you're He's telling me somewhere. that. Right. So so you're be you're making this case that the Secret Service is going to do this full background dossier on the guy, and then they're going to Google him and they're going to find out all this stuff, and then they're going to say, okay, he doesn't pose a physical threat to the president, but he may pose a political threat to his chances of winning re-election. So we are going to tell the president, don't meet with him.
2: They're going to tell the president who he is. And one Google click is going to tell you what he is. It's not a deep background.
0: Who, back. who? So when you, you you say the same thing over and over again. So when you say who he is and what he is, who's doing the Google click? The Secret Service or Trump? Both. Right. I, I don't think Trump googles anybody. I don't think the, I don't think the man cares at all about anybody to Google them.
2: He cares. He cares so much about who he meets with. That's the most important thing to him. It's who
0: he's with. No, the most important thing to him, no, when it comes to meeting people, he always wants to be the biggest name at the table. So if he doesn't know who you are, that that checks the box for him. He has been very explicit. He would go to parties and events, and he always wanted to make sure that he was never placed at a table with somebody richer than him or more famous than him.
2: so you're telling me if the national leader of Black Lives Matter showed up, that Trump would sit down and have dinner with
0: him? If they were, if they were brought with like Kanye, he might have.
2: Uh, tell me
0: again. Tell you again what?
2: Tell me that you think Donald Trump would have dinner with the national leader of the Black Lives Matter Black Lives Matter
0: movement. If Kanye tell brought you. them, if Kanye brought them, yes, I believe he would. Absolutely, I don't like. He met with the, kid, the Kardashians and signed the bill for them on the second chance thing. So, yeah, whatever, John. I, I get it. You think he knew? I'm just going by what Kanye says, and I'm not. Uh, I don't have any reason to believe that Kanye would lie about that. But maybe he is. News Talk 11 10 99.3 WBT. Icky Fu on Twitter says, I knew this conversation would attract that type of caller. <laughs> no, So John's premise, I think there are a couple different arguments he's making, but it's all under the same premise that essentially there is a standard operating procedure that applies. And so, of course, Trump would have followed the SOP. My premise is actually the exact opposite. My premise is whatever the norm is, that's not what Trump does. <laughs> so and, and I don't say that. In a celebratory manner, I don't know if John is aware of this or not, but like, I did not vote for Donald Trump in either of the two elections he ran in. Either of them. I did not vote for the Democrat either. But this idea that uh, that Donald Trump knows, and I mentioned the story, like literally this was a story. He sat for this and he talked about this himself. Just like how he unwounds himself. By wounding other people, that's what he said. He said that when somebody hurts him, he lashes back out at them. He fi- he punches back twice as hard as Hannity always used to say, and he does it to unwound himself. Which of course is not how healing works. You don't you don't cut yourself and like oh my gosh I'm cut. Let me see how do I how do I unwound myself? Oh, let me just cut this other part here. No, that's not how that works. But that's how his mind works. One of the other stories he tells is how when he's at an event, he never wants to sit at a table that has people at it that are wealthier or uh, uh, more well-known than he is because he wants everybody at the table. He said this. This is not me making this up. This is what he said. He wants everybody to talk to him. They want. He wants to be the biggest name and the richest person at the table he's sitting at because he wants the focus to be on him. Because think about it, right? If you're... You go, you know, you go to an event, you're sitting at a table. Oh, my gosh, here's Elon Musk. I would love to pick his brain. I'd love to ask him all sorts of questions, right? Well, Donald Trump doesn't care about you. <laughs> he's not He's not going to ask about you. There's nothing you could tell him that he would be interested in. But you could serve a purpose by sitting at his table and ask him lots of questions, This is what he described, okay? This is not me. This is what he described. So the standard operating procedure that, yes, the Secret Service is going to clear people.
1: I will play again. This is what Kanye said. Don't know if he's lying, but this is what Kanye said. He was rolling with me. I was impressed with Nick, and I was like, just come to the dinner. And we sat there, and it was like when Trump came in, we were... I said, do you want to sit alone? He's like, no, bring your friends in. So a big thing is like Trump had no idea who Nick Fuentes was. Now,
0: maybe Kanye's lying. Maybe he's trying to protect Trump. Not sure why he would be doing that, especially if he's running for president in 2024, which, by the way, he basically announced on that podcast that he is. So why? Why on earth would you be? Covering for him. I don't think Nick Fuentes is a blip on the radar for Donald Trump. Whatever background check was done to get him into Mar-a-Lago, the Secret Service ran for him. Again, the Secret Service is there to make sure that nobody attacks him. And once they ran the background check on this guy, they're like, eh, eh. But then you look at him and he's, you know, this little wimpy-looking guy. (laughs) Like, he's not... He's got a podcast or he's a live streamer, or whatever. He deals in Pepe the Frog memes. The other guy's Kanye. So what? Wait, wait, so Secret Service is supposed to act as a political advisor to Donald Trump and say, hey, just to let you know, this guy might be an anti-Semite. That might harm you politically. I don't think that's what the Secret Service would do. They might. They might have. But I, I don't have any information that proves that, and 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 we can speculate that that's the case. But I tr- I try not to speculate on this stuff. I try to deal with the information that I have. It's not to say it's not possible, but I would have serious concerns, yes, about who gets in and who doesn't, and how they're admitted and how they're not. I think I think under normal procedure, yes, Donald Trump would have known about it because he would have some advisors around him to say, uh, yeah, you shouldn't even be meeting with Kanye. Because he should not have even been meeting with Kanye. You're running for president. <laughs> what are you meeting with him for? The guy's in the news for all of the anti-Semitic stuff. What do you? It's just like I said. All the norms. People have this way of thinking about Trump. It's the whole literally not seriously, seriously not literally. You have to. You have to divorce yourself from this idea that. People behave in normal ways in Trump world because they don't. That was one of the things. Like Trump, Trump doesn't behave like other, and drives a lot of people nuts. A lot of people get very mad at that, and sometimes it frustrates me too. Don't get me wrong. But uh, Gary says people assign what they want Trump to be upon him rather they love or hate them i think kanye is a damaged person that has probably been treated very horribly by a lot of those people in the kardashian circle in the music industry and hollywood i agree and that's what tim pool said in the in, in the interview before kanye stormed off and afterwards that there are there are powerful people and businesses that are out to destroy kanye west he is not completely paranoid on that that is true the problem is is that He has now associated an entire group of people based on a a religious commonality and said that that's, that's the reason why they hate him and that they're all in this together. Therein lies the problem. And when asked to explain it, he threw a tantrum and stormed off. Either he cannot explain it, he cannot elaborate. Well, that's actually it. He... He cannot. Otherwise, why would you sit for the interview, be okay with the discussion of the topics, and then storm out as soon as the topic that you knew was going to be on the agenda gets discussed? And actually, it's actually brought up by Kanye himself. All right, I have more audio. We've got calls waiting. I will get to you guys. Now, one thing I will say also about the aftermath of the of the uh, the great Mar-a-Lago dinner date of 2022. Um, This is from Varad Mehta. He's a historian. He says that uh, he notes that Donald Trump has issued a bunch of statements attacking Liz Cheney. Attacking the special counsel, half a dozen on the Kanye Fuentes debacle. But it all feels like background noise in a way that it never has before. He's still putting on the act. But the audience is indifferent, and it's a lot smaller. I thought that was it. I thought that's an accurate assessment. I think that's accurate. The audience, it, it's like, hey, look at me. Like the kid is, like he, the first time the kid does the joke, and everybody laughs because it's adorable, and it's a kid with a, uh, you know, an unexpectedly refined or mature sense of humor. They do, they do something. Oh, look at that. And then he does it again. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember you just did that joke like a minute ago, and oh, let me do it again. It's so, like okay, now it's not funny. <laughs> I kind of get, I, I kind of get the sense that that's the case. That's that's sort of what's going on here. Let me go over here to Joe. Hello, Joe. Welcome to the program.
3: Well, thank you, sir. Good to talk to you again, my friend. Yes, sir. I just wanted to mention, you know, I know now. I will never claim to be an expert on Trump. At least not at this point in my life. And, uh, um, basically for what little I have paid attention, and I'm pretty much the casual observer. I've never even watched The Apprentice or any of that stuff. But just over the years, decades actually, seeing him say something and here and there and being a, he likes to be a, uh, an observer. Whether objective or not just depends. But he likes to be an observer and I think he thinks, and he, he seems to, have a lot of charm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never been with him. I don't know anything about him, but from what I can tell, he seems to have a lot of charm. And he thinks, uh, well, at least I think he thinks that he has a, a, a very much of a positive effect on people. And remember when he went to, or he met with the um, leader of Korea mm-hmm. and North Korea specifically. Mm-hmm. And you know, and he, he, and he still kept calling him Rocket Man, which kind of surprised <laughs> me. But uh, you know, but he he feels like he had an effect, and and I will admit, after I didn't want him to go meet him, I thought it was a little bit ridiculous. But he did seem to moderate his rocket launches afterwards. So I think he thinks he has a, you know, maybe. I don't know anything about this so called white supremacist. I mean, nothing. I never mm-hmm. even heard the name until actually in the last couple of days. Actually, I think today. Um, you know, as long as the guy hasn't, you know, killed people, burnt crosses in their yard, or burned their houses, or done some type of, you
0: know, yeah. violence, you know. He is, he is like, he is so ineffectual. In the grand scheme of things. That's why nobody knows who this guy is. Okay. And, uh, again, I follow this stuff. I had heard his name, but that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, my understanding was that he basically, just like Milo, they had been sort of drummed out of all respectable quarters. Right. But when right. Kanye I mean, uh, starts saying these thing things
3: very often Trump would meet with people like that because he feels like he can have a positive effect.
0: Right. That's assuming that he knew who these, who who this guy was. And I don't, again, like that. I think that he just defers to just like he defers to all of his advisors that tell him, Hey, make that appointment, make this appointment or whatever. Um, I think he also, or this endorsement, right? I think he also defers to Kanye when Kanye says, Hey, you know, I'm coming in. Do you want to dine alone? And, Trump says, no, that's fine. Bring your friends, because I think that's the kind of guy he is. These are nobodies. They're just, you know, somebody's with Kanye. Kanye's the big name. So, yeah, come on in and have dinner, you know, And, and that's it. And I think, to your point, that he does have a soft spot in his heart. And yes, I do think he believes that he positively impacts every single person that he ever comes in contact with. Either by sight or by uh, within earshot, somebody that happens to read one of his tweets, I think he believes that he can have a positive impact on every single person, every single time. No doubt about it.
3: Yeah, I think you're right, and so, and I don't blame him. I would not want to be unless I, you know, unless I was eating with a child molester or somebody that burned down, you know, black neighborhoods or you know, put crosses in their yards. You know, I wouldn't have a problem. You know, I'm sure he would feel very slighted if somebody you know, just because he's running for president, somebody's telling him, you can't have dinner with so-and-so, you know. He
0: would that's, like, again, that's assuming that he knows who Nick Fuentes is, and I don't know that to be true. Now, if it turns out that everybody is lying and and Trump was given a full rundown on who this guy was and still said, yeah, I'm okay dining with this guy, then he's an idiot, and yeah, absolutely, like, that should, it, it, it's, I mean, there's already discussion, right, this is disqualifying for him, and Kanye's saying, no, it shouldn't be. Kanye then called out Mike Pence, but here's the thing about Kanye, I, I think he has, I think he has some mental health issues.
3: Yeah, well... I'm sure he's confused. I mean you, you you can't hang around with the Kardashians for long and you know, you either gotta be pretty rock solid and knowing what you're talking you know, what's going on what's up and down.
0: Right. I mean look what happened to Bruce Jenner. Exactly. Right. Okay. okay, uh Joe I, <laughs> I appreciate the call. Yeah. I mean what chance did Kanye have if that Okay. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. All right, so, uh, by the way, Tom Elliott, the founder of Grabian, which is a media service, media collection service, he pointed out on Twitter earlier today that in the last 36 hours, the media gave Trump's Nick Fuentes meeting 10 times more coverage than the FTX Ponzi scheme. 22.9 hours of coverage over a day and a half of the Fuentes dinner. And by the way, this Fuentes guy, this is all he wants. He, he, he wants people to know his name, to watch his videos. That's, that's what he's in the business of. He's a live streamer. He's a media type. Milo, same thing. Now, I got questions about Milo and his, and his um, intentions, considering that he said he felt so abused by Trump before, and he wants to, quote, burn the Republican Party to the bleeping ground. He says on parlor, or I think this is Parler. or Yeah, because Gab is green. This is red. So I have, I, I have questions on motive and all of that. But at this point, all I know is that Kanye says that Trump didn't know. And everyone else in Trump world is saying he didn't know. So unless I have other evidence to suggest that he did, I'm just going to go with that. That could change. Um, there was a reporter named Amber Athy who was, she writes for The Spectator, and she was a spectator at Tim Pool's podcast last night. She was there, and Kanye asked her to leave. So she went downstairs, because uh, Tim Pool has like this compound in Western Maryland, I believe, uh, and uh, so all of the, the people, they go downstairs, and they'll watch the, the show while he's doing it live upstairs. So Kanye... Kicked everybody out that wasn't Milo, Nick Fuentes, and uh, uh, Tim Poole and his co-host guy who I had not seen and whatever. I I don't even know the guy's name. I'd never seen him before. He didn't add a lot for me. Didn't add a lot to the content for me. But this woman was there. Amber Athey was there. And so she gives sort of a background on what occurred before and after. But also I have the audio from the interview. We'll play it up next.